Forza Horizon 5 comes out in like two weeks. So. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast, where we bring the juiciest, spiciest, and then the most quick to become irrelevant because things change so quickly that we can't give you news after when we release this or record this more importantly i guess we can give you news after it just has to come next week and by that point it's already outdated because the dbrand saga has continued which we will talk about this week as well as microsoft's new terrible face smashingly expensive storage solution that literally makes me want to commit sudoku in 15 different fashions also talk about my uh, dark souls 3 run i have now beaten the game and new to this recording right now i've also been the nameless king which means i've beaten every single main game boss and will be moving on to the dlc maybe or dark souls one soon not really that important maxwell also talks about his experience with hot wheels unleashed as he claims himself you can listen for this in the podcast the greatest racing game of all time even beating out forza one through infinity i know half those games aren't even out yet actually a lot more than half so stay tuned for the spiciest takes that you'll ever get and enjoy. Boom, shakalaka. So today on the Movio Games podcast we are gonna do the entire top 16 soundtrack bracket it's right gonna be hype <laughs> but except i still have to finish mine yeah oliver does bring up a good point though and that is soundtracks exist and so did we <laughs> so we've we've hinted at this in the past before also welcome mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure that's clear Oliver doesn't welcome you. No welcome from me. No welcome. But we've hinted at this in the past. So the Mo Video Games podcast started with a top 50 video game bracket that ended in epic fashion uh, a few months ago. And since then, we've been lost at sea, just rambling about tech news. So we're getting back to what we're good at. No, no, it's it's been it's been great. It's been great. But um, we're getting back to our bread and butter, which is deciding (laughs) what should be eliminated, and uh, we're we're gonna do a top sixteen video game soundtrack bracket. Uh, We are. My bracket is ready to go because I am a superior being but uh oliver needs a little bit more time uh to get his finalized because he actually cares um about what's in his and uh we we do think we will be ready for at least the first bracket for next week so we're expecting next week to start talking about our top 16 video game brackets but to just give you a little teaser of some of the games you'll be seeing because you won't be hearing them hollow knight Undertale. Doom 2016. God of War. Need for Speed. Underground 2. Boo. Dying Light. Woo. Super Mario. 
Is it 64? Is it Galaxy? Will both be on there? Boo. Who knows? Those are just a few of the games you can expect to hear about in the coming weeks. So, that's all we had today. It's just, just, it's an announcement. Yeah. See you later. Um, No, but... This, this is a Tech News episode podcast, October 24th, 2021. And it's an exciting day because, look at this, I am holding a phone. Those of you who have been paying very close attention to this podcast have known. Abnormally close attention. <laughs> super abnormally close. We may have mentioned it once. Uh, I've been using my phone as my webcam. And it's through an app called Epoch Cam, owned by Elgato, because now Elgato is just, which is also owned by Corsair. Corsair. They're, they're like scooping up a bunch of different stuff. All the different brands are doing a bunch of vertical integration and like having like a bunch of, like they're offering everything from AIO coolers to webcams to monitors to all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. But the app allows you to use your phone. It was at one point only for Apple devices. It's possible it is now available on android as well but it's to get the premium version of the app it's like seven bucks and then you just plug your phone into your computer boom amazing webcam because we already mostly have phones that have great uh cameras built into them so it's a really cheap way to get into it but didn't work perfectly had a lot of bugs and uh had understatement yeah bit bit of an understatement uh it's pretty much a required reboot of my computer and phone every time if i wanted it to function properly um but that seemed to do the trick and you also kind of had to have itunes open but sometimes you don't um but sometimes you do so keep that in mind uh yeah super weird and buggy but long story short now uh it was my birthday so i got gift from oliver wonderful wonderful gift uh it's an elgato cam link so it basically lets you convert an hdmi um signal to a usb to for the computer to recognize it as a webcam uh so i'm using my gopro that i had um plugged in so i have the gopro hero 8 which also needs a media mod to have the hdmi out connection um and then it has a micro hdmi to hdmi cable into the Elgato cam link into there, but now I can freely use my phone. That's more information than you need to know. That's the tech of the tech news. We are now officially telling the truth. Um, but it is exciting to be able to use my phone at the same time. It, uh, it's, it's the little things in life. No more talking from us. We're just going to be on our phones the whole podcast. Exactly. Whoop, whoop. It's, it's scrolling through. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can start... As we we haven't had like a consistent formula for tech news, so we're just kind of T badge by the seat of our pants. What the hell is T badge? D brand. Oh, D brand. All right, we're start. We're start. We're just hopping into tech news, baby. All right, let's hit it. It looked like you were going to say something. <laughs> I was, but I was. I was like, you should just take this. They okay. got new plates. They do. You you tell me T- tell me what you think, Oliver. T- tell me I I want I want your. They got new plates. That's what <laughs> they I got think. New plates. Hell yeah. Uh, I think Sony's a bitch, and D Brand called them out on it, and then D Brand had to change their design because Sony's a strong bitch, still a bitch. <laughs> but uh, now now they have holes. They got rid of the pattern on it though, right? The, I'm sad about the pattern going because the pattern was pretty cool. 
Yeah, so just a little more background. We're talking about Dbrand's dark plates for the PS5. Uh, so you can now actually see the PS5 behind me in frame. Um, so I have the original Dbrand dark plates on there. If you're not familiar, the PS5 comes with white um, side panels that are easily Ugly. removable. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I wasn't a huge, I didn't have huge issues with it, but the black definitely improves everything about it. Um, but Sony didn't offer, still doesn't offer any other color options other than white. So a bunch of other companies came out with their own options. Sony was sending out cease and desist left and right. And somehow Dbrand came out with their dark plates, which you see on my PS5 now. And on their website, we're like, go ahead, Sony sue us <laughs> and for a long time they were up and people were buying dark plates and there was no issues but um sony eventually sent them a cease and desist and like oliver said we talked about that last week right after the podcast dbrand was like oh yeah we solved the problem we redesigned the dark plates so they're no longer infringing on sony's product patent um that they finally got filed in canada and uh with improved airflow too yeah they improved upon the design. Um, they got rid of the the collars. You can see there's like popped collars that come off on the top of the, the PS5. So now it follows the curve of that like middle piano black part. And they, like Oliver said, where the intake fan um, is, they added a like a fan grill, essentially cut out holes so that you get more fresh airflow going in there. Now, there could be a side effect of more dust accumulation in the PS5 as a result. But they did say they are offering, it, it comes with an optional mesh dust filter as well. Um, so the the grill they've cut into it is pretty open and you can just have it fully free flowing. But I believe they also have a mesh dust uh, grill that you can install as well. So you still have airflow, a little bit less dust accumulation. So It looks pretty sick with the follow of the curvature instead of the dummy ugly design it's it's interesting you say that because i disagree <laughs> i and it, it might be because i've had this ps5 for a while now but i i kind of think the the new dark plates kind of made it look the dark plates 2.0 make it look a little bland to me i don't know i kind of like the popped collars it definitely looks more bland, but I would just wish they had still had the, the pattern. I want the pattern back. I want the pattern. Yeah, so that's uh, on the original PS5, on the inside of the plates, there's this like Im imprinted pattern of the, the cross, square, circle, and triangle. And it's also on like the texturing of the PS5 controllers. And so Dbrand did something similar when they made their first version of the dark plates, but they, instead of like a square, they had like a, a robot Android and instead of a circle, they had the radioactive symbol and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So their own take on the four button design and imprinted that on. It was really cool. A cool option to have, but yeah, the new Dbrand dark plates do not do that one because there's no, the, the texturing is on the popped collar part, the exposed part that you can actually see. And so now that there's no popped collar, there's no place to really put the texturing where you'd be able to see it. Um, and I'm sure they probably couldn't do it or trying to avoid any more potential lawsuits. So probably are trying not to do it for that reason as well. But I shouldn't say lawsuit. They weren't sued. They were asked to stop and they did. They were threatened with legal action if they did not cease and desist. But um, 
Yeah. It's interesting. I am very happy. As bland as I think the new dark plates make it look, I do like the fact that they improved upon the design, making it, uh, it giving it more airflow. And I do like that it makes it more unique looking too. Like it now looks different than the original PS5. Mine looks like a PS5 that's black, uh, but the new dbrand dark plates look different. Um, so I think that's a cool option. And they come in white, gray, and black now. So you can get the new improved airflow design. If you love the reverse Oreo, you can get it in white. If you want to throw back to the original PlayStation console and get it in gray, boom, you can do that too. Got and options. they have light strips. Yeah. I don't know if they've always had those, but Yeah, that was new too. Good call. Um Thank you. Yeah. So you can you can barely see it on there, but I it's orange right now, kind of on the either side of that piano black centerpiece of the PS5, and that's where the lights that show you it's orange because it's in rest mode. It turns blue when you're turning it on and then turns white when it's fully powered on. And D brand added um they have some like covers or something to put over the light strips to customize those colors. So you could have them be purple, green, blue, red, whatever you want to be. And that's definitely a cool option. What what I don't understand though is to me that makes it seem like you won't get the status color anymore, which isn't a huge deal. But like you you wouldn't know the difference between white, orange, and blue. But I can't really think of any times when I would actually care, you know? Uh, I mean, how else are you going to know that your PlayStation 5 is on? (laughs) True. (laughs) What are you talking talking about? Um, Yeah, I I think I I agree that it is a more muted design, but I like that it looks different. Yeah. The PS5 is just such a chunky monkey. I mean, there's just really, there's no way around it, you know. It's like, it, it ate good for a little too long. And now <laughs> the, the the effects of that behavior are really starting to add up. So, she yeah. just, she thick. The digital isn't as bad for sure because the CD drive is like, takes up a fifth of the console. Or a third of the, half of the console. Honest, 99% of the console. Hard. Yeah. The, Think of this probably pretty close. It adds a notable amount of volume between the slim and the um the digital. Yeah. I mean, CD drives are just chunky monkeys. It, it it is a chunky monkey. And I think for me, because I I have gone full gamer aesthetic in my office and I can proudly display it as like a centerpiece, I think the design works for that scenario. But outside of that scenario, for most people who are trying to put it into an entertainment console to play on their TV and have it out where they might have a more muted aesthetic going on, especially with the white and black, it is a very loud looking console. Um, It's ugly. Looks like a modem with two pieces of paper on it. Almost like that joke's never been made before. It because is funny. It's ugly. To me, with the new D brand dark plates, I think it looks more like a modem to me than it did before. Um, it I looks, agree. I mean, on steroids, but yeah. unless you're buying abnormally large modems. I don't know about <laughs> your modem size. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Either way, uh, another 
small victory in right to repair uh victory in getting better thermal performance out of your console now we already know that the thermal performance of the console essentially doesn't have an effect on actual performance of the console from testing that's been done um but what it would do is ensure that you the longevity of your components over many years and potentially as games start to tap more like you might it might be less noisy because the fans not ramping up nearly as high perhaps i mean so far the ps5 has been pretty much dead quiet especially compared to the jet engine ps4 um but uh that was the latest edition (laughs) (laughs) i honestly though man it's it's nuts like it it doesn't matter if you it put it ridiculously on, loud. on top of a like in brand open air, like outside of the the cabinet. It doesn't matter. We took it apart, put new high performance thermal paste on mine, made sure it was clean, and I mean, it still is just like whoa, like just running it's those obnoxious. fans. Yeah, not good. PS Five though, good, quiet. Life is good. So that's the D brand saga. Um, I'm sure more to come. Because they continue to challenge Sony and screw with Sony. Now, I don't think Sony is messing with them out of spite. That it's a it's a I think it's a romantic storyline headline to put out there that oh yeah, D brand really got got under the skin of the Sony execs and they're like, oh, we're gonna teach him a lesson. I don't think that's how it goes. I think Sony saw or thought they saw some kind of legitimate bottom line hit as a result of D brand doing this and came up with a reason or they have future plans for their own plate designs yeah really tapping into their extra moddable playstation design right now you know all of the features you can get on the playstation i mean it it is still shocking to me that sony designed a console with side panels that are so easy to remove and hasn't even mentioned plans to create custom ones like the only thing that we've heard from them is cease and desist letters to other people trying to create their own, but they haven't even talked about it. Like, why? Hey, dude! Once you once you start making one color, it's just really really hard to make another color. You know, I mean, it's true. Plastic's it, just difficult. What is white if not a combination of all other colors? Exactly. They're just offering everything at once. The true contour. <laughs> Give you whatever. I mean, white is a good base if you wanted to like paint your console or whatever. So, I mean, I guess maybe they were thinking that way. They're like, ah, it's a, it's an open canvas for all of our players to use. It is weird the silence from Sony on this issue, though. I just don't like the guy. I thought that when you said they were writing their name on the PlayStation, I thought you meant literally <laughs> on the PlayStation. That's why it's white, so you can you can personally brand it, so you know it's yours. Property of Maxwell. <laughs> Please don't steal. Thank you. I I was hoping he was doing it like a ballpoint pen too, so he'd be like scratching it into the surface to get it done. <laughs> Not just like even you could take some IPA and wipe it off. Like you're just fucking etching. Get a laser engraver. I mean that would be cool. And so, so if you if you look up the D brand dark plates 2.0 and you see kind of how they did a cutout in the the side panel, what would be really cool is if Sony came out and did like a Spider Man console where they they cut out like the Spider Man logo as the air ventilation on the sides, um, 
like I think there's a lot of possibilities with that, with what they could cut out and come out with uh, different console types, so that you're improving the ventilation while also giving some custom looks. Um, I think that would be pretty dope. But I mean, even if they did like the PlayStation logo with a circle around it or something, the help match the shape of the fan that could look cool too there's but there's yeah. so there's so many fucking things they could do and suing d brand was so fucking dumb because you're not even in the goddamn market and all they're doing is generating more hype for the console and fuck sony fucking don't get this shit <sighs> piece of shit <laughs> give us plates or don't be mad dumbasses dumbasses and brand well so here's some different ps5 news Ooh. so ps so the nintendo switch has been the best-selling console every month for what i learned to be 33 consecutive months almost three full years um which is a good majority of the switch's existence uh i think it was 2017 when it was released if i remember correctly um but the PS5 finally broke the Switch's reign in September, becoming the PS5 becoming the best-selling console in September of 2021. So, in in a surprise to absolutely no one, it's a newer console. It's more sought after. Essentially, the biggest thing that was kind of holding them back was their ability to just co- get consoles out the door. Um, because I have now I I see Nintendo Switches in stores. There is not a shortage currently, or not nearly the same type of shortage as there are of the other consoles, um, which is even more impressive that without selling out, the Nintendo Switch was still constantly being a top seller. But PS5 has broken that reign. It's here to stay. Ugly, white ass or not, um, it's, uh, it's here to stay. So, Switch is overrated. Ooh, hot take. PlayStation is the best. PC gaming is only for nerds. Ooh. Spicy, spicy meatballs. I don't think Taking you believe down. any of those things. Maybe that the Switch is overrated. The Switch I think is a little overrated. That. The Switch is definitely a little overrated. Now, why do you say Let's that? Let's be honest. When I play the Switch, uh, let, me, let me think about all the times I've used the Switch's portable, portable nature. Mm, yep. Nope. Zero. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. I've, maybe, maybe I played it on a plane like once in my life, but I just, to me, it's another sit next to your TV console. The games on that, to be fair, I haven't played that many, but I'm still just upset at Wind. What, what's what's the new one called? Breath of the Wild for making me do another fucking tower climb. That just ruined the whole console for me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Worst, worst but the Luigi ever. Mansions uh, remake was not that hype. Uh, Paper Mario, not that hype. I mean, they're good, right? But I just feel like this has been like those two games felt abnormally weak for a Nintendo release. Odyssey, I thought was good. Definitely did lots of fan service at the end too. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just not a Nintendo bro anymore. Maybe I've grown up. Maybe I'm just too old now to. Appreciate the magic that Nintendo creates, but maybe it's like most of the games that I would play on there, I can just get on my PC. And then it's like, okay, well, then what's making the Switch stand out other than the fact that it's portable, which I don't care about at all? Yeah. And plus, I just don't like busting out my Switch in public. Like, what if someone 
runs up with their switch and smashes my face in and then takes my switch. Now they have two <laughs> switches and I have zero. <laughs> but this is only a concern if they have a switch. <laughs> yes. No one would steal a switch from you if they didn't have one because otherwise how do they know the value of it? Exactly. <laughs> now, okay, yeah. so like the, I, I agree for the most part with that argument if you have other consoles or a PC to game on. But if you can only have one gaming device and knowing that PC gaming, especially right now, is incredibly expensive to get into, um, yes. you would mostly be choosing between the three consoles. The Well, I guess it's like five consoles, six consoles now, seven, because you have the Xbox Series S, the Xbox Series X, you have the PS5 Digital, the PS5 Disc Edition, you have the Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo OLED, and the Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, so. I would still wait for a PlayStation, even if the even if you use the availability as an argument, which I would take. But I would wait. I'd much rather wait and get a PlayStation Five than own a Switch. I mean, you get to play God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, New God of War, any of the Last of Us games, any of the Uncharted games, Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, like we've been saying over and over again, Sony's been killing it on the exclusives for a long ass time. Like, and they know it. Yeah, like the the exclusives from Nintendo, like I said, I think have been a little bit on the weaker side. I'll I'll, I'll give uh, Breath of the Wild a fair shot at some point. I do I do <laughs> I do promise on that. But the um, same time we watch this Game of Thrones. Yeah, pa- past that, I'll, I would never watch Game of Thrones. I would never even <laughs> pretend that I would watch that piece of shit. Um, just to flame everyone that likes that show, I'm sure it's great. Uh, as I've been berated a million times by the fan base and so, we've definitely brought up like 20 times on this podcast yeah fuck this i get when i get harassed for something it really makes me want to watch it more you know it really is just like good point <laughs> i'm not upset now and then i mean microsoft name an exclusive that anyone cares about halo. other than like halo's coming out but we'll see how it turns Forza. out Forza, but those are also on the PC, so yeah. But but I guess for the, in for this the scenario, argument, you don't have for the a PC. argument, yeah. But I would still like Halo. I don't know. I I guess I didn't play Halo Four. Maybe Halo Four was a closet club banger. But none of my homies are talking about it. I can say that much. And I'm not gonna buy an Xbox just to play Forza, though. I would consider it. I would at least <laughs> give it a passing thought. And that, that's the nice thing about there being a bunch of different. You could buy an Xbox Series S for $300 um, and then have enough. For the price of an Xbox Series X or a disc PS5, you could get a Nintendo Switch Lite and an Xbox Series S. So you could get a lot of content um, for a particular price, which is kind of a cool concept. And Xbox Series S's are much easier to find in stock than the series x because nobody wants a series s um which is kind of sad but also understandable because the development community continues to complain about the series s and how it's really hard to develop for because it is underpowered um especially for this gen but you could and you could use it as a game pass machine and especially now coming out i think in december is when they're officially releasing x cloud for xbox devices you'll be able to stream and the the gaming console you have won't even matter anymore so that's kind of exciting but yeah interesting take on the switch i think i agree mostly i i think there's definitely a 
very wide consumer base out there that benefits from the portability. Um, and especially, For sure. I, you don't fall into this category, but I'm definitely one who likes to have as much stimulation as possible. So like I would throw on like a TV show and then play on the switch at the same time um, or do something that like that. Miserable. It's just, it's, it's, it's life now. That's just the society we live in, man. I, I can't just get called it. it not getting the experience of either stimuli is all I'm hearing. It's like maximizing I don't get to enjoy the experience. The- I don't get to enjoy the show and I don't get to enjoy the game because of my concentration split. Now, to to be fair, I probably wouldn't put on a new show and do it, but I'd throw on like The Office and have that in the background while I'm playing on the Switch. More reasonable, but aren't you trying to enjoy the soundtrack, the game's atmosphere, the environment, the immersion? The immersion. <laughs> Sounds it's, like you're not very your hand. It's in your face. Um yeah. This is how you're playing the Switch. <laughs> the office is great. The screen is huge. Um, so I guess we were just talking about console prices. So that, that brings me to another tech news about Xbox. So they just announced more storage expansion cards. So we've talked about this before and how Xbox and Sony have approached storage expansion in vastly different ways. Xbox has a proprietary slot on the back of their consoles with a proprietary SSD that slots in there. It is a very clean and easy to use solution, but because it is only made by Seagate, there is no competition in pricing. So it is very expensive for the amount of storage you get. And Sony, on the other hand, has an M.2 NVMe slot in their PS5. So you can pick up any Gen 4 NVMe SSD um, in any capacity up to, it's either four terabytes or eight terabytes is the limit they put on it, um, and slot it in there and use it. And so you can wait for deals. There's a lot of competition in the markets, constantly driving prices down as the technology matures. It's already, you can easily find top tier drives that are cheaper than Xbox's version. I guess. And we've had this conversation before, so kind of beating a dead horse. But the new Xbox expansion cards are just ridiculous. So they they originally had the one terabyte version for $220. So now they've come out. One terabyte for $220? Yeah. So now there is a 512 gigabyte, so half the storage, and it is $140 ridiculous and then they have a two terabyte expansion card that is 400 fucking dollars this is a fucking highway robbery what is this shit and you could buy an xbox series s and then have a hundred dollars left over for the same price as the two terabyte expansion card (laughs) what the fuck is this what's the default storage of the xbox series x or s uh the series s is 500 gigabytes um and the series x is a terabyte well i mean for an extra 150 dollars you might as well just have a whole extra xbox instead of buying the 512 gigabyte expansion you get all the storage plus a whole new computer it nullifies the 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 entire purpose of purchasing the series s like the series s is just becoming a less and less reasonable purchase because if storage is a concern for you and it's coming with 500 gigabytes you would 
after buying just the additional 500 gigabyte storage expansion, you'd only be $50 away from the Xbox Series X, which I know $50 isn't a small amount of money, but considering the jump in performance you would get going from a Series S to a Series X, um, I think that's worth finding a way to save the additional $50 to get the Series X if storage expansion was something you were looking at down the line. Um, But obviously everyone's financial situation is different. What they want from gaming and their consoles and everything is very different. So it's going to be very consumer dependent. But what is not subjective is the fact that the prices per gigabyte of storage on for Xbox is hilariously expensive. I'm, yeah, I'm this gonna... is like not, this is atrocious. Two terabyte NVMe gen. Four. I mean, we got our Terry NVMe for, well, you got a crazy deal on it. I thought I got mine for around 100, though. Yeah, I, I don't have a two Terry. Um... No, I said Terry, single Terry. Okay, yeah, single Terry. But so I could get. The top of the line Samsung 2 terabyte 980 Pro Gen 4 NVMe SSD for $385. So that's top tier M.2, and it's already not on sale $15 cheaper than Xbox's version. And I could go and slot that into my PS5, and it would be great. Um, or you I could can... be a normal person <laughs> by a regular consumer. Single terabyte, here's one for 80 bucks. NVMe SSD, but it has to be Gen Four, so that's that's an important distinction. Um, but there, the the Sobrant two terabyte uh, Gen Four NVMe SSD is three hundred dollars, a hundred dollars cheaper than the Xbox version, either PS Five, and we could go on and on. There are so many examples of just way, 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 way cheaper storage, and it's just kind of a slap in the face, I think, to Xbox users. They Microsoft touts themselves as this incredibly consumer friendly, um, happy go lucky. Oh, we've got Game Pass. Oh, we offer all these games, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but fuck you. We're going to make you pay so much money to increase your storage. Um, It's just kind of. Yeah. Speaking of Game Pass, I'm actually pretty pissed at Game Pass now. Um, Changes again. It's very petty, but um, I downloaded Celeste because I was planning on playing it, especially since uh, since we're going to be talking about soundtracks and Celeste is commonly mentioned. <laughs> it's a perfect time to play it. I just I just got on Xbox Game Pass and there's a little exclamation point over my Celeste download. What's it say? Leaving soon. Fuck this. They remove all the good games. The only reason that Game Pass works is because they only offer shitty games on there. <laughs> Oh, they got snap. rid of all of the metroidvanias that i thought were on there that were on there like eight months ago according to the reddit threads where everyone was like oh there's so many fucking good metroidvanias on game pass <laughs> gotten rid of like all of them and now they're getting rid of celeste too so i actually am probably going to cancel pretty soon just because the i'm like running out of games i like really care to play so yeah other than like maybe alien isolation but Forza Horizon 5 comes out in like two weeks. So now I'm keeping it for life. <laughs> so it, if, yeah, that's a. Uh, the rotation's annoying though. I, that's yeah. pretty much all I'm tra- actually trying to say. And I don't blame them for doing it. I, well, I, I kind of don't understand why they rotate. Just it's like, 
are I mean, are I'm assuming they're like paying company that developed Celeste for a license, right? Well, shouldn't Celeste be paying them to get on Game Pass? Probably not, because otherwise, how does no, Celeste get not. money? Yeah. <laughs> no. If anything, Microsoft would be paying Celeste to get on there because then it increases the perceived value of Game Pass, so it gets more people onto Game Pass, which gives the money to Microsoft. Well, they better pay up again because my perceived value of Game Pass is going down. <laughs> well, that that's the problem, and that's that's where it's like. People think about Game Pass, wow, it's such an incredible deal, blah, blah, blah. But like eventually you hit a limit where you can't have more games without increasing the cost of Game Pass. And it I actually just read an article recently that the the size of the consumer base in Game Pass has slowed down dramatically. Like it's increasing at a much slower rate. Um, it's growing much slower. So they're kind of reaching a point where okay, now you have a certain amount of money. But like, how are you going to get more games on there if you're not bringing in more revenue um, from the Game Pass subscription service, especially when you have people like us that are taking advantage of the dollar for the first month and then canceling when we run out of games and resubscribing and doing all these things. It kind of goes against their whole idea of getting someone into that subscriber ecosystem and hoping that they don't cancel or leave. Um, So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from here, because I think there still is a lot of value, especially depending on the type of consumer you are. If there's lots of games on there that you're really interested in and you like that idea, I think it still has some value and some cool stuff. But yeah, it gets to that point where you can't just always increase the number of games on there. Like that's just not, that's not feasible from a business perspective. Uh, So something has to give, whether that's the price of Game Pass um, or the number of games that they offer. I just yeah, yeah, and there is still a bunch of good games. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna argue that. It's just a lot of them are like not my type, right? Like most people, I think only kind of play one or two little corners of of gaming. Most people don't really hop around. I feel like between genres heavily. Yeah, like the people it, I know that are super into RTSs, like getting them to play anything other than an RTS is a it's a slog. Yeah. RTS people are crazy though. <laughs> But that's and, and that's what I what I talked about these past couple of weeks is like the perceived value I think is greater than the actual value people get from it because you see all of these games and you're like wow but in reality how many of those are you actually going to play I think I think the best use case for most people on Game Pass is a test drive of different games um, especially if you get premium and you get XCloud and there's a lot of games on XCloud where you don't even have to download the game to try it out you can stream it. Um, it's pretty cool. We talked about it with Sony going down the road of game trials, which gives you that same added benefit to being able to try games without purchasing them um, without doing this whole subscription service. So I don't know. I, I, I would hazard a guess there is a large consumer base out there subscribing to Game Pass that would actually be better off just purchasing the games that they intended to play or that they end up playing. Um, well, that much is for sure. I definitely I view Game Pass as like a intermittent, especially since it's on a rotating stock. If it theoretically, you know, let's say they rotate out five to ten percent or something like that every month, then like what, like every year you subscribe for a couple months and then play through the games that you want to play and then pop off and then wait a while. Like that's how I would do it. Yeah, that's pretty much how I plan on doing it. You know, games that I only want to one off. I'm just going to I'm going to play them once and then walk away. And that is, like that is a great way to do it. And the fact that you can do that through Game Pass is pretty awesome. So again, 
the the way you can use Game Pass, I think, makes it really cool. Um, I think what how they market it is a little bit disingenuous, uh, but especially if if Microsoft continues to start pushing out some more first party games, especially good IP, which they just did an interview recently, Forza. and they admitted that they have been lagging behind Sony for a very long time, which I mean, fucking everybody knew that. Um, but if it's an understatement, <laughs> if, if they, they continue, existed. if they continue to put out more first party games and new IP and it's actually good, that dramatically increases the value of Game Pass because they as long as they continue to push them out on Game Pass day one, that is a, a really cool option. The problem is they don't really have that at the moment. Um, so we'll see Starfield. The new Bethesda uh, game that's supposedly Skyrim in space will be an Xbox exclusive. That will be a huge Game Pass seller. Um, so hopefully it ends up being good. I'm sure it will. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. The, the saga, um, as with most things, it will continue to change. And it's not just like stuck in time, like one decision, Game Pass, good or bad. Like, and it just depends on the person. I mean, the real Game Pass seller is obviously Guacamelee 2, so... Guacamelee 2? Is that actually a game? Oh my god. <laughs> it looks so troll. But when I've been looking up uh, Metroidvania titles, a lot of people recommend it. They say it's pretty funny. It's just, I don't know if I want to play a game that doesn't take itself seriously. I'm just, I'm that guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, audience. I'm sorry, Maxwell, but I'm that guy. That's fair. That's okay. I play Dark Souls because I'm a sweaty boy and not because I'm a happy boy. (laughs) (laughs) And I probably need to get some some drugs to modify my sweat production. Not actually. Um, I do sweat, but also real quick, since you mentioned xCloud, um, was trying to play some games with friends and Steam has, I don't know if you knew this, but Steam has the remote play option. So if anyone owns the game, then you can like remote into their session and play without owning the game, which mm. is a super nice feature. But my connection was fucking shit the entire time and it was 100% unplayable. So I don't think that like his network was the limit in the sense that um like he should have had enough down to do it in my opinion so i don't i don't know if it's ever going to work i don't know if they just need to optimize their code or maybe everyone just needs to have direct connection between the two computers to uh do it but i'd be interested to try if you were hosting with your uh gigernet maybe it would work but I like the feature a lot. I hope it pans out. But yeah, it was it was unplayable. I mean, we were playing Splunky at first, which is like the game install files, 100 megs or something like that. You know, like it's a very, very cartoony roguelike that takes zero processing power. So if it can't run that, we tried booting up a like Avengers Star Wars and that was even worse. I mean, I like it just froze for like two minutes and then it finally updated my frames on my screen and then it froze for another minute. Did you say <laughs> Avengers like, Star Wars? Or sorry, Avengers Lego thingy. I, I keep oh, the Lego okay. series has so many fucking like, games. Oh, that is two I, vastly different things. <laughs> be a crazy game. That would be. That'd be pretty cool. Thanos is fucking up Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. I'd play that. That'd be cool. 
I would be bad at that. They should make a like a Street Fighter or you know like one of the fighting games, and then just have they a they bunch do. Of like, There's like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance or some. I mean, it's not a good. But, but I'm saying game, but. they they need they need. I want like outside. I don't want just like Marvel. I want oh, like, like just everyone. J- just Disney. So like every Disney like, property. I want like Frodo to be punching Darth Vader in the nuts while he's getting like clubbed over the head with I don't even know who. But just like take every major fucking movie and then have everyone in a fighting game. That would be badass. It would. It would be terrible, but it would be badass. I mean, Frodo's going to be like. It could be good. Frodo's going to be like a fifth of the size of fucking Darth Vader. There's no way you're winning that one. Hey, Super Smash Bros. makes it work (laughs) with different types of characters, so. That's true. No one hates King K. Rule. Exactly. It's totally random point there. <laughs> but yeah, um, either way, it's a cool feature, but it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. It, anything that relies on internet right now, sad, sad day. Yeah, if YouTube could stop downscaling my video to 360p automatically, that'd be great. <laughs> Making me click buttons to get my 1080p resolution. But maybe I'm the monster for wanting bandwidth. Who knows? You are. <laughs> I know you do that shit too. <laughs> There's no way Maxwell's watching a video in 360p and not immediately changing it. It's true. But yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> e- even if it means it has to buffer, I'm not watching it at low quality. Oh, fuck no. There's some videos I don't I don't care when I'm watching in low res, but some some stuff it's like I just like can't watch it. It's just so crunchy to watch at that low of a resolution. Um, speaking of resolution, it's actually not related to resolution at all. But <laughs> God of War 2018 is officially coming to PC. Exciting Woo! day. So it'll release January 14th, this coming January, uh, 2022, for all those keeping track. They've added some graphical features, including support for 21 by 9 widescreen. It'll have an unlocked frame rate. It will support NVIDIA DLSS and Reflex low latency technology. And they've updated visual effects, including shadows and ambient occlusion, and will have full keyboard and mouse support with custom bindings. Sheesh. So hopefully, so they, from the Sony games that have come to the PC, so Death Stranding and, uh, what's the other good one? Um, oh, Days Gone. They had great PC ports. Horizon Zero Dawn, um, did not have the greatest PC port at launch. I think it's gotten much better since then. Um, but now with Uncharted 4 coming, and god of war coming hopefully they can learn the lessons that they got from days gone and death stranding and the horizon zero dawn and have a really successful launch but how freaking crazy is it that on pc you can now play death stranding days gone horizon zero dawn will be able to play uncharted 4 and god of war like pretty pog who would have thunk and it's probably on purpose Well, it's definitely on purpose because now they will get PC gamers hooked into those franchises. And then when the newer versions, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, I'm sure there's probably a new Uncharted title in the work, um, come out, uh, every PC gamer is going to have to go buy a PS5. Going to have to. They have no choice. 
No choice. They've been brainwashed. Exactly. By good game design. <laughs> but just exciting that PC gamers that haven't been in the PlayStation universe get to experience some pretty epic games. Boy. Some might say the greatest game of all time. Some. Only dumbasses, though. <sighs> Spicy. Got but it. that's, yeah, that, that's pretty exciting. Um, speaking of Uncharted, uh, the movie got a trailer, official trailer, and a release date of February 18th. Unlike games, movies typically come out when they say they're going to. Although with COVID, it's definitely caused pushbacks to happen before. Um, but as it stands right now, the Uncharted movie uh, starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, young Nathan Drake, and Mark Wahlberg as Sully. I still don't understand that casting. I think he looks like Sully, but he sounds like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and Sully has a very distinct voice. Uh, so that's a little bizarre, but there were some really cool set pieces in the trailer um, harkening back to all of the Uncharted games. So video game movies generally don't do super well critically. Um, but if you're into the games, going and seeing a movie and seeing like A-list Hollywood actors and stuff playing some of your favorite characters and some of the cool environments, I think is just exciting regardless of the objective quality of the movie. So. I'm not going to be able to watch this if Mark Wahlberg's playing fucking solely. I'm out. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures from this and like the trailer. I just see a Mark Wahlberg's fucking face in this. I'm just like, this is going to be a god awful movie. It, it is unfortunate, mostly from the voice for me. Like I said, I think Mark Wahlberg looks like a young Sully, but I, yeah. he's just he's not going to sound like him at all. I just can't take Mark Wahlberg seriously at all. Same. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just can't take him seriously. Because he's a bad I don't, exactly. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, joking. He's yeah. just such a meme. I mean, he's a legendary meme. He really is. Marky Mark, man. Marky Mac. Marky Mac. Mac. And then finally, on my list of tech news, uh, just a little bit of Payday 3 news oh. oh so payday 3 is has been fully funded so the what is payday maxwell when you get money from the jobs you perform <laughs> um but it's also a game so oliver and i played a lot of payday 2 um and i know oliver's played a lot of payday 2 outside of with me as well um but we we played a lot of it and had a lot of fun essentially it's like a heist simulator game but it's not just like a heist simulator where it's going like for super realistic. It's definitely not realistic. Um, but first person shooter, like you might be in one level, you're like trying to make as much meth as possible. And then there's like the police are coming and rival gangs are coming. You're trying to prevent them and then you're trying to get the meth to the location to escape. You might be robbing a bank. Uh, you might be robbing a jewelry store. And there's different loadouts. There's different, like, for each character, it's a co-op game. And each character, you can go heavy. You can go silent, like, dual akimbo uh, person, very agile. Uh, there's different skills for people who are, like, engineers that are good at, like, breaking into safes and cracking things. Um, and people who are really good at, at gunplay and stealth and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a fun quasi-RPG action first person shooter heist game it's a it's a fun game 
it's a lot of fun. On yeah. the PC, it's a lot of hacks. That that much is for sure. So I'm glad that we played it on the PlayStation because much less hacksaws on the PlayStation. Yep. It's it's not fun. It, even though it's co-op, it's not like the the hacks are against you, but it takes the excitement out of it when it's really easy. Um there's no when we get in a lobby and just get like 16 million dollars each or some bullshit like that and it's like well i have money for the rest of my life now yeah which for those of you who don't know that's a lot of money in payday (laughs) it's like i think like a lot of the low to mid-level missions are paying out like in the hundreds of thousands um not millions so but yeah but payday three so it's been fully funded so starbury studios developing it uh supposedly they were on the verge of bankruptcy in 2019 um but they came to a like i think a 50 million dollar agreement with the publisher um which will fully fund the development of the game as well as um the marketing and like up to 18 months of post-launch updates and content um so that's pretty exciting so they're fully funded it's supposedly due out in 2023 so expected by 2025 haha dead joke uh, boom yeah games get delayed whatever wouldn't Um, be a dead joke if it didn't still happen literally all the time i know uh but (laughs) the it it's confirmed it'll take place in new york city it will bring back a lot of the characters we know and love and it will take a more modern approach too with adding some things like cryptocurrency um the media will be covering you as well which apparently will play a role in the game a little bit and uh yeah should be interesting to see but it's the crypto one you just like buying a gpu on the internet and then mining for a couple of years or i don't know python scripts or something i don't it's probably going to be you like defending a laptop like from attackers is probably what it'll be, but he's got a GTX 3090 in there. Get him! Get him! Get him! Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, not I don't in a laptop. It would be it would be a desktop. It would be a desktop. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, crazy. Yeah. They're not gonna put a 3090 yeah, yeah, in a laptop. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a crazy laptop. It would. I mean, they have 3080s in them, so it's only a matter of time. I don't before think they have 3090s. It's a matter of time. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna use my. Uh, usb to pcie after whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> for my 3090 i mean yeah you could use an external <laughs> gpu enclosure so there are ways there to are achieve. ways um, i was just thinking someone like crudely taping a hinge with a monitor taped to that on top of their desktop and then carrying it around with them that would be chad that would be amazing <laughs> don't give our viewers ideas what <laughs> Why does your laptop weigh 30 pounds? Huh? It's custom. <laughs> custom built. Yeah. Still lighter than a PS5. Actually? No. I'm, I, I'm joking. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I, I know the PS5 is not 30 pounds. It is pretty it's heavy. It's 1 million. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know she what count. it is. It's like it's 10, probably six, 10 or 11. 6 or 7. Oh, 10 or 11. Jesus Christ. Would, would be my guess. Oh, my cat. Okay. Sounds like uh, Mocha's a little pissed at you. Did you? I just read PS5 Digital Edition and then I read 0.7 pounds. And that's a light. That's a light (laughs) one. Yeah, the uh, digital's eight pounds roughly and the disc is eight and a half. Okay. It's a little bit less than I thought. It might be the difference between the. when they did the 300 gram reduction. Oh, okay. But it's, it's, it's around eight pounds either way. 
Ja, heavy. Heavy. Yo, what's so, up, Malk? That, I guess, leaves the remaining thing, which is what have you been playing lately, Oliver? And I know Dark Souls 3. Lately? Oh, you want to hear me first? Wait, yeah, what have you been fucking playing, Maxwell, huh? Huh? You been huh? fucking playing the Hollow Knight? Uh, I have played a little bit more Hollow Knight um, since at least we last spoke on the podcast. I think I've talked to you mostly about my thoughts. There's not much new as far as podcast is concerned, just that the game continues to be great. Um, I got Where the lantern. I got the lantern, went into the crystal mines, um, which then brought me down to some place with some three spirit things. I don't know what the hell they are. And they sent Small me into part this- of the story. Yeah, they, they sent me into this other realm, and then I got this dream sword, and then I did some, <laughs> I hit some dream great. trees, <laughs> and got some dream orbs, so. Gotta cut some green, dream grass, dream pull grass, that the old lawnmower. Um, but the game continues from a soundtrack standpoint, uh, the diversity of biomes and stuff, still, still an absolute banger. Um, and now that the, the, the platforming is getting a little bit more interesting, um, um, I'm digging. I'm digging. Continuing to dig. There, there's not much more I've, I've gotten into. Haven't really gotten any new abilities other than the Dream Sword. Um, they but. don't give you double jump, aka Monarch Wings. I'm pretty sure for I think way too long. I think I mean they there's a decent amount of gameplay after you get Monarch Wings. I'll give them that. Yeah, the game is just kind of long. Not bad. I did not mind how long. Like I'm happy that the game had a lot of gameplay that I enjoyed, but. For three, Jesus, for three people. <laughs> yeah. Have we mentioned this? <laughs> the more I'm playing it, the more I'm wishing Ori was longer. That's because... what I'm saying. Like, I think I think Ori lost a lot of cred in my eyes for lacking bosses. Like, uh, even when I played through Blasphemous, like, it, Blasphemous at least gave me the amount of bosses I wanted. I think that's the big thing. Is like, I, I think that if Ori had a couple more bosses and then tried using the they just had such a fucking amazing framework with the the why to go through projectiles and stuff like that that mm. i think they could have really upped the difficulty of it not like ridiculously i'm not asking for like a dark souls fucking ori game right but i just feel like they didn't use the kit to a maximum potential in the game and i think that they added like two or three more bosses that kind of slowly introduced attacks that would be really good if you use those abilities right and like kind of nudged you in the way of using increased mechanics i like like i said their framework is set up so fucking good for it like that could have been that would have been amazing I but know. maybe they were just worried about the audience like uh, not wanting a challenge even though that game is frustrating as hell sometimes because you can't look down and the drops are forever long <laughs> good i i would love for there to be like some kind of post-game content or a DLC, kind of similar to God of War um, with Niflheim. That's a good and, way to do it, because then it's yeah. optional too, right? So just leave the base game as is, and then like add some more like medium difficulty content to like a soft heart. Please, no Dark Souls. We already have four games, soon to be five. Yeah. Elden Ring released something re- recently. I didn't look at what it was, but. Yeah, Purple Misfit just uh, sent over to me a you can sign up to be invited to like beta test or game test. Uh, or oh, that's right. Yeah. At Elden Ring. So I should look sign up, up Elden Ring and try and get signed up if you can. PSA. 
Speaking of Elden Ring, I did just beat Dark Souls 3. I have no idea what I'm going to do well, you, with my so, life now. You, so okay. you said you... Yeah, you no, no. Okay, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. No. Oliver no, changed no. his mind. Because we're adults who can make healthy to do changes to our opinions based on new information. Like normal people. Okay, well, I got... I got... I got only four words to say about Dark Souls. Suck my ass, bitch. <laughs> Those are my four words. Well uh, said. Okay, so <laughs> I was trying to figure out what an appropriate fourth word was, and then I just picked another cuss word. Very creative. Um, so I've beaten every single like main game boss, non-DLC, minus one, who shall not be named because he's the nameless king. And he has been karate chopping my booty violently hard. I mean, I am getting taken to Club Penguin Town against this man. And it is a brutal <laughs> apocalypse on my mental. Um, that's like one of those times where you leave a gaming session with your like head down, tears slowly rolling down the face. Like you just get karate chopped by a boss for like an hour to two hours. And you're just like, I fucking hate my life right now. Um, so I think I'm going to level up a little bit because I was watching other people play him. And a lot of bosses you can put in a stagger state and I just don't have the deeps to put them in a stagger state. And so I'm like watching other people play and I'm like, yeah, no shit. The boss is easy for you. If you just get stagger of it, that just karate chop of the death. Like I just never can build right in dark souls, no matter how much research I do. Totally total aside. Um, also the difficulty scaling of the game seemed a little badonkadonk to me in a bad way, because I thought that the first part of the game was like obnoxiously hard like i got i got stuck on like one of the first areas um and was just annoyed with how tedious it was trying to get through it like i was like i know this is a dark souls game but like jesus this is like insanely annoying this isn't just like fun annoying (laughs) if that's a thing (laughs) sure um but then like uh, you know like halfway through the game i mean you saw me fight a couple bosses i might have been slightly overpowered for those bosses but i pretty much they're like probably half the (laughs) bosses i killed first or second try um there's only there's only been i think two bot two bosses that i've beaten other than the not to be named nameless king um (laughs) as i continue to name him um (laughs) that i actually like had to grind out for a little bit but even the final boss of the game the soul ascender i didn't think he was really that bad okay um so but yeah i the music okay yeah the music is great Per usual, Dark Souls game. I love the soundtracks of it. It's they're they're just very grand and epic. It's kind of the whole point of the game is to be like this badass monolithic type game. Um, and especially, I was playing Dark Souls one after playing Dark Souls three. Just the quality of life with the how the camera is controlled, the map design and like level design and everything. Um, man, it's just it's a smooth it's a smooth ride of a Dark Souls game for sure. And the for the most part, the bosses like design was pretty fun. There's only a couple schmugger bosses, which was part of my other issue with it. Um, but they were all early on. Like the later bosses I thought were way more fun and challenging. So okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's just the the tedium of like the the just like me running up to a enemy and then just essentially stunlocking them because I'm just smacking the living crap out of them. Um that definitely went away a fair amount at the end. And it 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 definitely still existed, but it turned into more of like a a puzzle game where I'm like, 
which is all Dark Souls really is. I'm like trying to figure out how to like maneuver enemies or position them well. So, yeah. And to so be fair, there's a lot of people who play Dark Souls and then just do the I'm gonna overpower you strat. So, so uneven pacing is probably the biggest gripe. Yeah, like the the difficulty curve was I I th- I think whacked out. I d- I don't think that it matched. There's, yeah, it it was it was it was weird. I had never felt so frustrated at the beginning of a Dark Souls game, and then like the beginning was way too hard, and the end was way too easy. Not way too easy, but the end was definitely there. It was pretty easy in comparison to the other. Like Bloodborne, I definitely struggled with a lot more late game. Mid game and Dark Souls games seem to be normally pretty easy. Um, all in relativity, um, mind you. <laughs> and it really depends. I do think that the uh, Far Cry effect is definitely the case for Dark Souls difficulty. First Dark Souls game you play will forever be the hardest one you play because you are learning the mechanics of Dark Souls. So that will be your most miserable experience. So, I mean, the fact that I've what played four of them now i have I, the only one i haven't played is demon souls and i beat yeah. in two th- two bloodborne and had put in like 15 to 20 hours uh on dark souls one before playing through dark souls three so i certainly hate myself with that track record <laughs> but yeah no it, it was a good game and they definitely did a lot of fan service at the end they did a lot of fan service actually throughout the entire game. Dark Souls 3 has definitely felt very capstone-y as of, to the Soul series, which was kind of nice. Good, I, yeah. Like, I, yeah. There was some fan service that I had no idea what was going on because I haven't been Dark Souls 1 yet. So the final boss, uh, Lord Gwen, apparently they play her music when you fight the last boss of Dark Souls 3. Oh. And so like everyone that I've been watching videos when they're talking about that boss, they're just like, Lord Gwyn's music came on and I lost my shit. Oh my God. And I'm like, it's a good song. <laughs> First she time bang. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. But I definitely, I definitely was too harsh on it initially. The, 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 game, the game is better than I gave it. So Dark Souls game. We'll see how uh, 1 and Demon Souls compare. Demon Souls is going to be my... My best Dark Souls of all time once I'm done playing it. Yeah, you got to get that PS5 and get the new Demon Souls experience. I, I, that, that, game, that game has me hyped to own the PS5 for sure. But I got to wait, stay strong until the PS5 non-thick edition comes out. <laughs> Which will probably never happen. Speaking of PS5, I got my first two physical discs of the PS5, which were not games I expected to be my first discs. And they are Hot Wheels Unleashed and Returnal. Returnal being a PS5 exclusive, Hot Wheels Unleashed is not a PS5 exclusive. However, Hot Wheels Unleashed, I played quite a bit of. I'm almost 50% through what they what you would consider the story mode of it. I played a lot last night and a couple days ago. Sounds like you played a shit ton. <laughs> Yeah, I it's it's not super long. Um, it's an arcade racer, so there's only so much you can do with it. But the it so Hot Wheels Stunt Track Driver came out, I think, in like '97, something like that. It's a game I grew up with. I have like well over 500 Hot Wheels cars of my own collection 
obviously into cars. So there's a lot of nostalgia that goes into this. And they did an incredible job with this game. Uh, there's a lot of videos talking about the attention to detail, and they are 100% correct. Like, especially like looking at the actual Hot Wheels tracks, you see like the little markings from like having a bunch of Hot Wheels cars drive over them like hundreds and hundreds of times. There's like casting lines in the actual Hot Wheels car models that are like so detailed and perfect, and you can see the different material types of the Hot Wheels. Like, the attention to detail is just it blows my mind every time and when you're done with a race all your car is kind of scraped up a little bit like if you've ever seen a hot wheels car that's well worn after lots of years of use you see like little little paint scrapes and stuff like that it's just it's so much fun but then when you get to the actual gameplay the it is one of the most fun arcade racers i have played in a long time it is it's challenging so i I started playing it and i was like through the first like probably 20% of the story. I was like, you know, this isn't much of a challenge. I like racing games. I feel I'm good at them. There was definitely some excitement. Um, and then I had my first boss race and I'm I'm probably going to post it on my YouTube channel. There's no commentary. It's It'll just be the actual race. But it was one of the craziest where I would like, I would make a mistake and get back like five or six like places and then work my way back up to the front. And it was just very tense. I showed it to my wife, who doesn't have a lot of interest in like those types of games, but she was glued to the screen the entire time <laughs> watching it. And I, who did the race, was even excited watching it and like and going through. It was it's a lot of fun. And then it just unsurprisingly got harder and harder, and the tracks got more and more complex. I was worried that maybe it would lose some of that excitement and some of the novelty with the tracks but they get more and more inventive with how they use the tracks and the different power-ups and the different ways to do it and it starts getting more and more technical and now it it's to the point where they don't have the little guards where you can't really fall off the track to you can just whoo, slide off the track or they'll like tease you and you have a boost and you'll be coming up over this crest and you'll boost and you'll realize that the track goes down and turns. And so <laughs> if you're going too fast, you just fly right off the track. Um, and those little things where you have to learn the track, you have to get better. You have to get more technical. You can't be flooring it the entire time. Um, you have to time when you're using your boost, all these kind of things. It's very exciting. Um, and then they have a track editor that is very in-depth you can make any track you want in any of there's like six main locations um, where you can put all the different tracks and you can do everything that they have in the game they essentially opened up the developer kit to you uh, to make whatever tracks you want you can also share them online download tracks all that kind of stuff so the possibilities if you like doing building custom tracks and that kind of stuff there's stuff for you if you like the racing the racing is incredibly competent if you're a fan of hot wheels the attention to detail and the cars that they've included in the game will get you really hyped and excited and graphically looks amazing runs super well so about 50 percent of the game i did not expect to say this but i think it is worth i think the 50 dollars that it is to purchase new is this about the to top god of war 2018 for the greatest game of all time hell no <laughs> but it, I think I would put it into, at this point in time, I rose-colored glasses, but it would probably be maybe top 16 um, if I had to loosely guess about where I would put it in my top games. 
Well, whatever that Dubby Wubby edition needs to get the fuck out of here anyways, just because it's got a goofy name. So Midnight w- Dub Madness, Dubby oh. Wub something. <laughs> I, yeah. Bec- so I would say Forza Horizon series has enough of the like real car and customization that I think that would take, that I don't need to have Midnight Club in there. And that Hot Wheels Unleashed being an arcade racer is different enough that I think that could, that could take that place. So. But yeah, that's what I've been playing a lot of lately. So a little bit more Hollow Knight, a lot of Hot Wheels Unleashed, especially because it's like you can just go in, play a couple of races and jump out. You don't need to remember the story. You don't need to remember a lot of mechanics. Um, it's really easy to just pick up quick, have some fun with. Like if you only got like 20 minutes to play, you can play a couple of races, put it down. And I, I think it's built really well for that. Um, so yeah, high high praise so far for me. Hot Wheels Unleashed. I, I expected it to be pretty good because I have the nostalgia factor of Hot Wheels and like Stunt Track Driver on the PC um, from like 20, 25 years ago. But uh, yeah, it's holding up incredibly well. It's fun. I'll have to play it. I have no choice now. You have to. I mean, hey. Maxwell gives a game a glowing review. This never happens. I need to play it. <laughs> exactly. Maxwell, the hype train engineer. Um, but. Uh, Hey, if you if you come out here, man, we'll do it. I don't I don't know if it has split screen or not. It might. I think it does. I hope it does because that'd be pretty cool. Um, I need to confirm. I feel like it does have split screen though, which is also just hype because games don't have that anymore these days. But it's because games suck nowadays. I wish we were back in the old days, man. When games were yeah, good. Yeah, pong, man. Yeah, pong. yeah, yeah. New new pong. Beep boop. Beep boop. There you go. That's that's what I've been playing. Like I said, I also got Returnal. I'm excited to try that one out. Um, but I think Returnal will wait until I do a Horizon Zero Dawn playthrough. Because um, I do want to make sure I get Horizon Zero Dawn complete again before Horizon Forbidden West comes out. Because I only played Horizon Zero Dawn near launch uh, back in 2017. So it's been almost four years probably since I played it, if not over four years. I'm interested to see what you think about Returnal. It's not my typical genre of game, so I'm excited as well. The screenshots I'm looking at um, do not generate hype for me. So it's it's a (laughs) roguelike. See what you think, and so that it'll be my first real roguelike experience. A roguelike, yeah. Just looks like an FPS. Oh, it's not even first person, so you're wrong on several oh, accounts. God. <laughs> it's a three PS. <laughs> yeah, third person action adventure, roguelike, bullet hell, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm not crazy about bullet hell games. Though I haven't played that many to be fair. Bullet hells just feel so like because it's a, just such like an arcadey design of a game. Um, it it really gives me the classic video game stress where it's like I'm wasting my time right now. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Returnal has gotten some pretty good reviews. Um, it's PS5 exclusive, developed by Housemark Studios, who I think was recently acquired by PlayStation Studios. So now they're a first party, uh, development house, um, as part of Sony's acquisition stuff. So 
I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to give it a whirl. Um, I, I got a GameStop gift card for my birthday, so that's why I was like, I'll pick up a couple games that wouldn't normally be in my wheelhouse. Uh, Hot Wheels is definitely one I would have picked up anyway, but I, w- I normally would have waited for a sale before I picked it up. But um, since I had the GameStop money, I was like, all right, we'll give it, we'll give it a shot. And like I said, to me, if you if you like Hot Wheels at all or are a fan of arcade racers, I think it's worth the full fifty dollar price. I don't think you need to wait. Um, but it is. I think that's a more niche audience. So if you're not super into arcade racers or Hot Wheels, definitely wait for a sale. Not to spoil too much about Returnal, but uh, car keys are very important. Hmm. I've seen a car key before. I just was not expecting that when I am briefly scanning this. Third person roguelike elements covering psychological horror genre. That is an interesting combination of words I just said out loud. I definitely am excited to see what you think. It sure sure is. I should I should be able to stream it. Um at least a little bit. I don't know if I'll stream all of my gameplay, but I'll should definitely try to and get some streaming. Stream Hollow Knight too now, shouldn't you? I know the problem is it's like I'm never like ready like in the mindset to stream like I have such limited time to game and it's usually like in between like my schoolwork or work or I'm just kind of like exhausted and don't feel like going on stream um that also kind of like I know that you want to watch some Hollow Knight too so sometimes when I might have sat down and played Hollow Knight I might be like ah no I'll wait until I can stream it so it's hard well I can just hop on discord and then you can stream there and then I can just mute myself there we go perfect um that's what i tried offering last time and you were like nah i don't got my elgato cam link <laughs> which i have now um that's true but yeah we'll see about it but hats off to people who stream it for me especially being an introvert it takes a lot of energy to like i'm not even an exciting personality to watch and i'm exhausted by the time i'm done with it so um yeah that includes you oliver you've been streaming a lot so hats off to you man i have i just stream well you see i'm pretty introverted but i spend 99.9 percent of my time alone so, well unless you count chocho in which case i spend zero percent of it alone um so i always have energy for the stream hell yeah bro and by always i mean not actually always but yeah i, I normally try to stream when i'm playing speaking of probably gonna stream right after this hell yeah bro what are you streaming Says Celeste's average time to beat's only eight hours. Maybe I just grind it out. Don't do anything for the rest of the day. Ooh. Oh, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to play. Are you ready to plug your Twitch? No. Or still, still no? Okay. Never, never well, plugging my Twitch. Uh, for those listening and watching, you're going to have to figure out how to find Oliver. I'm, it won't be that hard. If you... Yeah, if you uh, <laughs> if you follow Maxwell Lewis Gaming, it. it's, not a, it's not a far jump to figure out... Which one? Oliver Pretty is, sure but. everyone already knows my Twitch ID, but yeah, you can you can take the two seconds it takes to figure it out. So yeah, so go check it so out. Now that I've changed my name, people do get thrown off by that all the time. So there you go, keeping it keeping everyone guessing, keeping it exciting. But I think that's all we have uh, for this week's episode of the podcast. We're out, of content. out of content, zero left, zero remaining. But next week, hopefully, we will start the soundtrack bracket so get excited for that uh start thinking about your favorite soundtracks uh that you guys have um and get ready to tell us how we are wrong um so we can tell you 
Oh, you are wrong. And uh, it should be a good time. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, we're going to be spending this week listening to some soundtracks, getting hyped for it, getting prepped. So um, I guess I guess we can tease what our first bracket. Do, do you know what your first matchup will be? You discuss, Oliver? No. Do you? I know you know. I was a rhetorical question. <laughs> well, I, I have all my matchups. I just haven't decided which one to start with. But I mean, when you ask me that, it just gets so stressful. If I keep Dead Cells on there, I might just start with Blasphemous versus Dead Cells. Just because they're both pretty fresh on the on the old on the old mine. Well, then, but I can tell you right now what is gonna win for sure. So interesting. Well, don't spoil that for anyone. But I'm not gonna spoil it. Um, but I can tell so, you what would win. So if that's if that's kind of the realm you're going to stick in, it's kind of those indie like Metroidvania type stuff. I am going to do my Hollow Knight versus Undertale. I swear to God, if you knock out Hollow Knight for Undertale, I wouldn't Nobody be that knows. bad. Undertale soundtrack is fucking bangerlicious. There's zero argument on that part. But I will be pissed because Hollow Knight's the greatest game of all time. Yeah. Sue me. I'm going. I'm going to have to be listening this week. Make some decisions. Some hard ones. It's the only game that's better than Hollow Knight is Silk Song, yet to be released. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, so get hyped for that next week. Uh, should be starting the the soundtrack bracket. Um, of course, probably introing with some tech news in typical Mo Video Games bracket fashion. We only spend ten minutes talking about the bracket, like an hour and a half talking about did. tech news. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah so good hype for that thank you guys for sticking around for listening for enjoying let us know in the comments on youtube instagram all that kind of stuff what you guys want to see what you think what your favorite songs are what you think about d brand all that kind of fun stuff my voice is getting a little bit higher i don't know if i gave it up but uh yeah appreciate you guys and we'll catch you all in the next one Josie. Josie. <laughs>